You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Eric Soap here. Excited to be joined by an NLC Broward County fellow from Florida. 2020 fellow, no less, a newbie. Kyra Eubanks is here. We'll catch up with her. She has got a very interesting uh, experience that she's recently had happened to her that's leading to her frontline COVID community work. You don't want to miss it, so let's get to it. All right, Cairo, tell folks about your, yeah, 2020 interesting experience with pageants. Okay, well, I have to, first of all, thank you so much, Eric, for letting me be on the line with you right now. I'm so honored. Just a little bit about my experience. So I've actually never been in pageants before. This was the first pageant I literally ever did. And Hmm. I got inspired to, you know, join this pageant, the Miss Broward County pageant as part of the Miss America organization because I'd started my NLC fellowship with Broward County and I was surrounded by so many amazing leaders who have been working in various capacities, either it's advocacy or maybe they are teachers, they are entrepreneurs, and they're so committed to doing work in Broward County. And I was saying, you know what? Miss America, the Miss America organization is all about civic service and duty and and just making sure that you are reaching out to people during your year of service. So I I just said, you know what, it's the last year I can possibly do something like this. I was told I could do it and I tried out my first time and I'm happy to say it went really well. (laughs) Congratulations. And in terms of what you feel like people misunderstand about competing in a pageant, kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. What is it actually like? I would say that for me, especially having been new to this, it was definitely a learning curve for me. There are so many ways in which you don't even realize that you should be focusing on stage presence or even your executive presence. This is something that I think is really important to have. But the way in which you your composure, the way in which you speak, um, the way in which you're able to handle situations with grace, those were some of the things that I was able to continue to refine being um, you know, in the Miss Broward County pageant. But what I will say is that there's this assumption that pageants are just about being pretty or, you know, looking good in a swimsuit. And I'm happy to say that because of the Miss America 2.0 system, that was also a big part of why I decided to compete because there are no swimsuit sections. It's really focused on your year of service. And so having that experience has really shaped my, you know, my decision to actually do this and, and to continue um, to work as Miss Broward County. And in terms of responsibilities as Miss Broward County, what does that entail, especially now, considering we can't go as many places as we would like to, and you can't get out and, right. and go to schools or meet people? So what, what kind of things are you able to do? I have been doing a lot of virtual work. So the moment that I got crowned and I was very excited and, you know, it was still very new, very green. I made sure to connect with my city commissioners. I made sure to let them know that I am a servant leader. I'm here to serve. What do you need me to do at this time? And so a lot of the work that I've been doing has been virtual in terms of attending conferences or being able to speak, advocating for some of the um, the the. Um, events that are going on, um, especially with Vice Mayor Maxwell B. Chambers. I've been working alongside with him. And then what's really important within the Miss America organization that I think is really unique is that we have a social impact initiative that we are able to unroll and unveil and, and to really be able to implement. So my social impact initiative is about unlocking youth leadership development. And I've developed a three-part youth leadership program, which includes a 10-week online curriculum, a two-day conference, 
And the third part is a mentorship component. So before I even knew um, that the pandemic was going to impact us so much, I'd already Mm. made this program uh, online. (laughs) I'd already created that. So for me, I've actually been working hand in hand with um, the vice mayor of Miramar, Maxwell B. Chambers, to uh, roll out the beta testing, which is free to all participants who want to be able to try that modified version of the leadership program. Yeah, sounds great. When we come back, we'll talk with Cairo about another project that she's co-created. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, Cairo, it sounds like you have a very enterprising co-business partner of sorts in your 13-year-old sister. Tell folks what the two of you have cooked up. Oh, my goodness. It would be my absolute pleasure. So my sister is... I'm not just saying this because I'm an older sister and I like to brag about her, but she is incredible. She's extremely intelligent. She is part of the Cambridge program at her school. And we've created during this time, because guess what? She, during the social, um, you know, like the distance learning that's going on right now, she was just bored. Like, okay, I finished my my work, my homework, (laughs) but what is there else to do? And so I said, you know, why don't we use this time to concoct what we call uplifting news? So we actually put together every morning, um, weekday, Monday through Friday at 9am, we have a five minute or seven minute segment that we talk about uh, positive quotes of the day, affirmations, as well as titles, um, you know, headlines talking about different news pieces that are positive, that are not necessarily centered around the pandemic, because our mission is to be able to provide hope and happiness at this time. And I just want to tell you, Eric, that with my sister, Sudan, she's told me that by being the co-creator of Uplifting News, that it's actually made her feel a lot more positive. I mean, she mm. she was saying that sometimes it gets hard, you know, having to be inside and isolated, but at least this gives her something to do. <laughs> Absolutely. It sounds great. Now, are y'all putting pretty high production value into this? Is it something a little bit different and more organic, just filmed in your living rooms? How would you describe what it looks like? Well, you know what I will say is that we're constantly innovating. We're constantly (laughs) working and and making it as professional and as high quality as you would want to see on the news when you turn on the TV. So one thing I do want to add, uh, Eric, is that I tell everyone that you, this is supplemental. You have to be watching the news. You need to be aware of what's going on around. You need to be aware of the orders that are being issued by, you know, local, state, federal government, but also use this time to, actually see something. Don't just be in that that space of like despair or hopelessness, because we have to remember that there are some good things happening in the world. So we're constantly asking people for feedback. We actually started um, uplifting news March 30th um, of this year. And we have over 400 people who tune in on us um, on our show. And we want to be able to have more people know about what we're doing. So we're constantly, constantly getting better. If you look at the first video we did versus the video that we did like this morning, you would be amazed. And we can't do this without our family. So it's a whole family affair. And speaking of family, you know, it's great that you were in the, the 2020 class and it's been such a unique experience for yes. you because you saw folks in person for a couple of months and then it's been virtual ever since. Describe for folks what that experience was like switching from one mode to the other. You know, I will say is is that it, there was a bit of a learning curve that was attached to that because when I tell you that my cohort, okay, I know that everyone says this, but my <laughs> cohort is the best cohort. So when I tell you that I was just amazed to be around those individuals physically, I miss them. I mean, it felt as though, um, you know, I couldn't be around my family the way I wanted to. So the way that we've been able to keep in contact, we have a group chat, 
we're constantly flooding the group chat with messages, you know, related to say our capstone projects or even just funny things, stuff that just keep us um, feeling uplifted. But also, you know, there's that that space where we're able to be honest about some of the things that we might be experiencing right now. You know, there are people who've experienced some challenges as a result of the pandemic. And so we're here for each other. We're constantly checking in on each other. We're constantly taking care of each other. And then if you had to advise anyone who is considering doing NLC next year and turning in an application, what would you want those folks to think about as they're deciding if it's going to be a good fit for them? Two words. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Apply now. I'm trying to think of other two words that I could put together. I mean, just really, it's it's an amazing experience. I would say that it has completely changed my my life. As I said, that it was you know a, a huge component of me deciding to even enter the, the Miss Broward County competition, but I really want to just share with people that the network that NLC has is incredible. I would not be on this line with you right now on the Zag if it had not been for that NLC network and community. So you have so many people, um, you know, whether they are alum or they're your fellow fellows, as I love to call my fellow fellows, <laughs> they're there for you. They're there to support you. And I just want to say one more thing, Eric, that I, I've been working on this beta uh, leadership program for you know a few weeks in terms of getting the applications in. I made one phone call to one of my fellows who is really big in advocacy. His name is Mark. I have to shout out Mark for all the chainless change. Do, do you know that he connected me with someone who has then completely put me on another platform, another level in terms of the, the outreach that I can have with getting this program out to you know as many participants as possible? That had not that would not have happened if it not had not been for the NLC network. So do it. Apply. Oh, That's great and advice. One, Yo, please hit one it. More yeah. thing. One more thing, Eric. I just want to say with the application process, do not get intimidated. Okay. Do not get intimidated. What it is, is it's just, you take your time with the application. There's a reason why they want to make sure that they are um, going through and making sure that they have the best people. But guess what? You are the best person. You're the best person to apply for this. So why not? Why not indeed? Well said. And if you're curious where to find the application, go to newleaderscouncil.org. Apps are open now and they close in the beginning of September. Make sure to check those out. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of The Zag. You can find all past episodes in all the places you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. They're all there. Lots of episodes have dropped the last couple of weeks, so check those out. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.